This is the broadcast voice of Marshall University. WMUL-FM, Huntington, West Virginia. And now, News Center 88 at 5, the area source for the most complete news coverage from across the campus of Marshall University and the Huntington Tri-State area. And now, the News Center 88 team. Good evening, everyone. For this Tuesday, February 27th, 2024, I'm Julie McAndrews. And I'm Waylon Smith. Coming up this evening on News Center 88, the U.S. Army is slashing thousands of posts in a major revamp to prepare for future wars. On your only daily source for Marshall Broadcast News, Nathaniel Harrell will be in with the Metro Huntington weather forecast, and Victoria Wilburn will be in with the FM 88 sports report. The current temperature outside is a mostly cloudy 61 degrees. And now on to our top story. President Joe Biden is imploring the top four leaders of Congress to act quickly to avoid a looming government shutdown early next month and to pass emergency aid for Ukraine and Israel. But a legislative logjam in the GOP-led House shows no signs of abetting. In a meeting with the White House, Biden said today that the need is urgent, quote, the consequences of an action every day in Ukraine are dire, unquote. Biden hosted Republican House Speaker Mike Johnson, Democratic Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer, and the two minority leaders. Those leaders joined Biden in urging quick action to keep the the government from beginning to cut back services as early as Friday. Authorities in the Eastern Caribbean are scurrying waters in the region in hopes of finding a missing U.S. couple who were aboard their, excuse me, Ketermaran Simplicity when police say it was hijacked by three escaped prisoners from Grenada. Police have said that Ralph Hendry and Cathel Brandle are presumed dead. The search for the couple began on February 21st after someone discovered the Ketermaran abandoned on St. Vincent and alerted authorities. Police say the three prisoners escaped from a holding cell on February 18th and then hijacked the Ketermaran a day later. On February 21st, the men were arrested in St. Vincent. The U.S. Army is slashing the size of its force by about 24,000, which is nearly 5%. The cuts will mainly be in already empty posts, not actual soldiers. It's also restructuring to be better able to fight the next major war. The changes come as the Army struggles with recruiting, recruiting shortfalls that have made it impossible to bring in enough soldiers to fill all the jobs. The cuts include jobs related to counterinsurgency that swelled during the Iraq and Afghanistan wars, but are not as much needed today. About 3,000 of the cuts would come from the Army Special Operations Forces. Israel and Hamas played down chances of an imminent breakthrough in talks for a ceasefire in Gaza. Their comments followed remarks by U.S. President Joe Biden, who said Israel has agreed to pause its offensive during the Muslim holy month of Ramadan if a deal is reached to release some hostages held by militants. The president's remarks came on the eve of the Michigan primary, where he faces pressure from the state's large Arab-American population over his staunch support for Israel's offensive. Biden said his comments reflected his optimism for a deal, not that all the remaining hurdles had been overcome. A toppled moon lander is still beaming back pictures as it nears the final hours of its life. Intuitive Machines posted the latest photos of the moon's unexplored south polar region today. The lander Odysseus captured the shots last Thursday, shortly before making the U.S. moon land. U.S. moon landing in more than 50 years. Odysseus landed on its side, hampering communication and power generation. Once sunlight can no longer reach the lander's solar panels, operations will end. Intuitive machines expect that to happen sometime between this afternoon and early tomorrow. And coming up, a coal company owned by West Virginia Governor Jim Justice is found in contempt. That and more news from across the tri-state when News Center 88 returns right after this.
Here we are. Lookout point. Wow, Jim. The stars are so beautiful tonight. Hey, is that a UFO? The light! It's got me! Jim! What? Where am I? Greetings, Earthling. Aha! We require your help. We detected an unusual signal coming from your vehicular object. You must tell us what it is. Or else. Whoa! Take it easy. I was just listening to WMUL. WMUL? Yeah? It's my favorite radio station. So that's what good radio sounds like. The rumors are true. Mission accomplished. We must report this to our queen. Goodbye, Earthling. Wait, what? Jim, are you okay? What was that? The truth, Mary. WMUL is out of this world. Hey, man. I like that jacket. Thanks. I worked overtime to save up the money to get it. I know you did, man. I barely saw you last month. But look, it's getting cold out here. Let's head to the bus stop. Yeah, you're right. Let's go. Look at that guy over there. I know he has to be cold. It's been snowing all day, man. I'd hate to be him. Who? That homeless guy? Yeah, but there's the bus, man. We need to hurry up. Go ahead. I'll be there in a sec. I need to do something first. Sir. Excuse me. Sir. Here's a coat for you, sir. You need it more than I do. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. How can I repay you? That's not necessary, sir. But I'm late for the bus. You have a nice day. When selfishness ends, everyone wins. Kindness. Pass it on. This message is brought to you by your friends at 88.1 WMUL-FM. Welcome back to News Center 88's Voted Best Spot News Reporting by Virginia's Associated Press. I'm Julie McAndrews. And I'm Waylon Smith. Hundreds of medical professionals in West Virginia have signed onto a letter condemning a bill advancing in the State House of Delegates that would bar transgender youth at risk for suicide from accessing medical interventions like hormone therapy. It has now advanced to the full chamber by a House committee this Friday, and the proposal would completely ban minors' access to hormone therapy and puberty blockers, removing a narrow exemption passed by lawmakers last year that allowed kids at risk for self-harm and suicide to receive care. Signers of the letter published yesterday by the state's only LGBTQ advocacy organization, Fairness West Virginia, include doctors, psychologists, social workers, nurses, and medical students. West Virginia's Republican-led Senate has greenlit a bill that would make a video on fetal development produced by an anti-abortion group required viewing in public schools. Live action's Baby of Libya video, which West Virginia lawmakers want to show in 8th and 10th grade classrooms, has received criticism from physicians and educators who say it misleads viewers. It is already being used in some schools in North Dakota, though it wasn't specifically mandated in the law passed last year in that state. Similar bills have been proposed in Iowa, Kentucky, and Missouri. The bill now heads to the House of Delegates for consideration. A coal company owned by West Virginia Governor Jim Justice has been found in contempt by a federal judge for not following an order to pay an insurance company to maintain collateral for financial obligations. The Charleston Gazette-Mail reports that a U.S. District Judge 
excuse me, found Southern Coal Corp in civil contempt Monday and granted the insurance company's request to find Southern Coal $2,500 per day until it complies. The ruling says Southern Coal didn't present evidence to support its argument that it was unable to pay Charleston-based Brick Street Mutual Insurance Co. Co. over half a million dollars. The order gives Southern Coal seven days to comply before the fine begins. Fort Wayne Mayor Tom Henry says he has been diagnosed with late-stage stomach cancer and will begin chemotherapy treatments next week. The five-term mayor of Indiana's second most populous city announced the diagnosis during a news briefing outside his office yesterday afternoon. Henry said initial scans have shown that the cancer is currently spreading through his lymph nodes and other organs. He said his prognosis is, quote, not good, unquote. The 72-year-old Henry says he plans to continue carrying out his duties as mayor, quote, for as long as God permits, unquote. Henry was elected to his fifth term as mayor in the city of about 2002, about a quarter of a million residents in November. A bill to expand early childhood education in Kentucky has passed an early test. The measure won broad support from a legislative panel today as lawmakers look for ways to relieve parental stress by increasing access to child care. The proposal cleared the Senate Families and Children Committee today, and the legislation has several more hurdles to clear in the final weeks of the legislative session. The measure would include state support for child care centers and families struggling to afford child care. It would create funds to help increase the availability of early childhood education services and to foster innovations in early childhood education. Coming up next, a man to plead guilty in a killing spree of eagles and other birds for feathers prized by tribes. That and more news from around the nation when News Center 80 returns. Stay with us. Neighbors. <laughs> uh, am I right? If you're like me, you've got thin walls and even thinner patience. What can you do for a moment's peace? Well, you can mask out the noise with WMUL 88.1 FM. Oh, sounds like old neighbor Marty's throwing dishes again. Why don't I turn on and tune in my radio to 88.1 FM? Ah, much better. WMUL 88.1 FM, the perfect solution for masking out noisy neighbors. Here are three reasons why you should check out WMUL's website. With our Windows Media Server, our station can be heard around the world. You can listen to audio archives of sporting events and other original shows. With our online schedule, you never have to guess when your favorite show or music format airs again. www.marshall.edu slash WMUL. Your place in cyberspace. Back to News Center 88, voted Best Radio News Reporting by the Society of Professional Journalists, Mark of Excellent Awards. I'm Julia McAndrews. And I'm Willen Smith. Norfolk Southern wants its shareholders to back its current management team and strategy and reject a bid from a group of investors to take control of the railroad. Norfolk Southern urged shareholders yesterday to reject Encora Holdings' eight board nominees in a proxy statement. The railroad also nominated two new board members of its own, a former Amtrak CEO and a former U.S. Senator, to offer fresh perspective without derailing its current plan. Encora argues that Norfolk Southern hasn't done nearly enough to improve its efficiency because its profits and operations continue to lag those of other major freight railroads. So Encora wants to hire former UPS executive Jim Barber and former CSX chief operating officer Jamie Boychuk to run the railroad. 
Wendy's is looking to test having the prices of its menu items fluctuate throughout the day based on demand, implementing a strategy that has already taken hold with ride-sharing companies and ticket sellers. During a conference call earlier this month, Wendy's CEO Turk, Kirk Tanner said that the Dublin, Ohio-based burger chain will start testing dynamic pricing, also known as surge pricing, as early as next year. Wendy's also plans to invest about $20 million to launch digital menu boards across all of its U.S. restaurants by the end of next year. A Washington state man accused of helping kill more than 3,000 birds, including eagles, on a Montana Indian reservation, then illegally selling their feathers, intends to plead guilty to federal criminal charges. Feathers from eagles and other birds are highly prized among many Native American tribes for use in sacred ceremonies and during powwows. Prosecutors have alleged Travis John Branson and others killed about 3,600 birds during a years-long killing spree on the Flathead Indian Reservation and elsewhere. A second suspect in the case remains at large after an arrest warrant was issued when he failed to show up for an initial court appearance in early January. The executive producers behind Lifetime's Wendy Williams documentary say they, too, were unnerved about, about what they saw during some of the filming about the former talk show host. But in an interview with the Associated Press, the producers say that when they were concerned about Williams' health and her behavior, they didn't realize she had dementia. Soon after they say they learned of her diagnosis in 2023, they stopped filming. Where is Wendy Williams? A two-part docuseries aired Saturday and Sunday on Lifetime. Some criticized it for being exploitative, with scenes of Williams appearing unsteady, belligerent, and drunk at times. The producers defend the show, saying what it aired is honest and unfiltered, like Williams herself. The killing of nursing student in Georgia has become an issue in the 2024 presidential campaign. The suspect in last week's slaying of Lake and Riley is a Venezuelan man who entered the U.S. illegally and was allowed to stay to pursue his immigration case. Former President Donald Trump blamed President Joe Biden and his border policies for the Augusta University students' fatal beating. He and other Republicans have suggested migrants are committing crimes more often than U.S. citizens, even though the evidence does not back up those claims. Democrats have been more muted, as many expressed sorrows for Riley's death. Some have accused Trump of exploiting a tragedy and using xenophobic rhetoric for political gain. Coming up next, chatbots' inaccurate misleading responses about U.S. elections threaten to keep voters from polls. Your daily political update when News Center 88 returns right after this. Imagine a friend has just told you they were diagnosed with a mental illness. What would you do? Awkward, isn't it? But what's even more awkward is, if you're not there for them, they'll be less likely to recover. Mental illness. What a difference a friend makes. To learn more, go to whatadifference.org. This okay, message is brought to you by the okay. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. You okay? Yeah, I'm just allergic to all these irritating radio stations. Okay. If you are being slowed down daily by drab radio stations, ask your doctor about taking WMUL. Okay. WMUL works by sending a stream of exciting bad. news and sports coverage to the brain while taking okay. out all the commercials slowing you down. Oh, much better. Thank you, WMUL. My mic is Side effects and right are not limited to exciting okay. bouts of metal, jazz, blues, alternative yeah. hip-hop, gospel, rock, and more. A deficiency in commercials and an intense feeling of personal satisfaction and joy. Do not take WMUL if you hate happiness. I don't hate happiness. As your doctor about taking WMUL FM 88.1.
Hi, this is John Bon Jovi asking you to go to serve.gov to get involved in something you believe in. I'm a big believer in the power of we. We weren't born. We can tackle the tough challenges we face and build community through service and volunteering. United we stand, united we serve. Are you with me? Go to serve.gov for more information about how to volunteer in your community. This message is brought to you by United We Serve and the Corporation for National and Community Service. Welcome back to News Center 88. I'm Julia McAndrews. And I'm Waylon Smith. Congressional leaders emerged from an intense Oval Office meeting with President Joe Biden, speaking optimistically about the prospects for avoiding a partial government shutdown beginning this weekend. However, things are still at a crossroads on assistance for Ukraine and Israel, as the president and others in the meeting urgently warned House Speaker Mike Johnson of the grave consequences of the delay. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer says those in the meeting told Johnson, quote, get it done, unquote. But Johnson emerged from the meeting without mentioning Ukraine. He said, quote, the first priority of the country is our border and making it secure, unquote. Prosecutors recently announced that they'd seek capital murder charges in the Buffalo mass shooting case, despite a moratorium on the federal death penalty that's held for, that's held for nearly three years. Alabama recently became the first state to perform an execution using nitrogen gas. Former President Donald Trump has drawn frequent applause at rallies when calling for drug dealers to be put to death. Capital punishment may not be dominating the 2024 presidential race, but it could quickly seize the political spotlight after November. Greater urgency could follow if Trump retakes the White House and hustles to resume federal executions as promised. A gala thrown by the Black Conservative Federation over the weekend drew con- condemnation from, excuse me, from Democrats after its guest of honor, Donald Trump, addressed the largely black audience with remarks that played to racial stereotypes about the criminalization of African Americans. For around 500 conservative lawmakers, activists, pundits, and donors in attendance, Trump's appearance was part of an effort to show the former president's affinity with black voters. The divergent reactions to the former president's remarks highlight both the often lonely place black GOP activists hold in the party and the uphill battle Republicans have in making serious inroads with black voters, who still hold highly negative views of the GOP, according to recent AP polling. Chatbots are spitting out fabricated and misleading information that risks disenfranchising voters leading up to the 2024 U.S. election. That's according to a report published today based on the findings of artificial intelligence experts and a bipartisan group of election officials. Fifteen states and one territory will hold Democratic and Republican presidential nominating contests next week on Super Tuesday. And millions of people already using AI-powered chatbots to search basic information, including about the voting process. The report found that chatbots have answers but are prone to suggesting voters head to inexistent polling places or inventing responses. Some chatbot companies say they are refining their models. Joe Biden and Donald Trump are marching towards their respective presidential nominations, but Michigan's primary today could reveal significant political perils for both of them. Trump faces a block of stubbornly persistent GOP voters who favor his lone remaining rival, former U.N. Ambassador Nikki Haley. Biden is confronting an energized movement of disillusioned voters upset with his handling of the war in Gaza. Michigan is the last major primary state before Super Tuesday and a critical swing state in November's general election. Even if Biden and Trump post dominant victories today, both campaigns will be looking at the margins for signs of weakness. And coming up, Nathaniel Harrow will have a complete look at your Metro Huntington weather forecast, and Victoria Wilburn will be in with the FM 88 Sports Report. Stay with us.
Hey, Patrick, what's up? Hey, Michael, what's up with you? Uh, why does your voice sound like that? I know, it's awesome. I sound like a robot. You sound like T-Pain or Kanye. Yeah, that's the idea. Well, if you like the sound of those rappers, just tune in to 88.1 and listen to the new and old hip-hop hits. Oh, that's not a bad idea. Your voice is stuck like that, isn't it? Yeah, kinda. You moron. For the very best hip-hop, tune in to 88.1 WMUL-FM. Did you know that 63% of homes contain allergens from cockroaches? And that mice spread potent asthma triggers found in 82% of homes? It's true. Common household pests are major offenders on the list of indoor allergens. Learn what you can do to help your family breathe easier. Visit pestworld.org. A public service message from the National Pest Management Association and the Asthma and Allergy Foundation of America. The worldwide leader of Marshall University sports coverage. Welcome back into the Soul Ballroom at the Convention Center in Riviera Maya, Mexico. WMUL welcomes you to the mountain town of Blacksburg, Virginia. We are high up here at the Gund Arena in Cleveland, Ohio. It's the 2005 Crackback Women's Basketball Tournament. Welcome back to Firestone Stadium in Akron, Ohio. The 2005. Bottom of the first inning, no score here at Appalachian Power Park. Marshall. WMUL FM, Huntington. Welcome back to New Center 88. I'm Nathaniel Hara, and now it's time for your Metro Huntington weather forecast. Today you'll find it's a cool and damp 61 degrees. Temperatures will remain pretty similar throughout the night, with the temperature being around 63 degrees around 9 p.m. Tomorrow is going to be another rainy and damp day with a high of 64, so don't forget your umbrella. Tomorrow evening, the temperature will begin to rapidly drop to the mid to low 40s before another chilly day on Thursday. But thank goodness it's looking to be a clear day for Thursday. Your weather word of the day is water spout. A water spout, in general, refers to a tornado occurring over water. Specifically, it refers to a small, relatively weak, rotating column of air beneath a cumulonimbus or a towering cumulus cloud. Water spouts are most common over tropical and subtropical waters. Weak water spouts are called fair weather water spouts, while dangerous ones are called tornadic water spouts. Thank you, weatherology.com, for that information. Currently outside of the WMUL studios, it's a mostly cloudy 61 degrees. That's your Metro Huntington weather forecast. For New Center 88, I'm Nathaniel Hara. Thanks, Nathaniel. Now Victoria Wilburn joins us with the FM 88 Sports Report. Thank you, Julia. A big game and lots of thunder will break out at 6 p.m. when Marshall Women's Basketball hosts Georgia State University in the Cam Henderson Center tonight for its final homestand game of the year. With an impressive 20-plus games won and a dominant electrifying showing in Sunbelt Conference play in offense and defense, Marshall's women's basketball team looks forward to improving their Sunbelt record to 16-1 with the Georgia State University defeat. Under the helm of Coach Kim Caldwell and her first year as the Marshall Women's basketball head coach, this opportunity would cement the Herd women's basketball team as regular season champions in the Sun Belt. Should the Herd 21-6, 15-1 in the SBC hand Georgia State 15-12, 9-7 in the SBC a loss, the Herd will indeed win the league's regular season trophy and become the 2023-2024 Sun Belt Conference champions. 
Dan Dan Tony and the Marshall University men's basketball team, 12 and 17, 7 and 9 in the Sun Belt, will complete their season traveling to Georgia. They will compete against Georgia Southern, 6 and 23, 6 and 10 in the Sun Belt on Wednesday, February 28th, and on Friday, March 1st, they will take on Georgia State, 13 and 15, 7 and 9 in the Sun Belt. Tip-off times for both competitions will be 7 p.m. A hometown grand opening welcomes Marshall's new baseball stadium at Jack Cook Field as well as Morgan Zirkle back to Dot Hicks Field as Marshall's women's new head softball coach. There will be a marketing table where fans can pick up K cards to posters and more to hold during the games. There will be a Marshall water bottle giveaway to the first 100 fans. Every Saturday will be a hashtag signing Saturday for fans to receive autographs from the herd softball players. Every Sunday will be hashtag fun run Sunday where kids 12 and under can run the bases following the game. The team on tomorrow, Wednesday, February 28th, faces Bellarmine at 4 p.m. in the annual fans' first game. Green and white enthusiasm is expected to flood Dot Hicks Field and support Coach Zirkle in her opening game in Huntington, West Virginia. As a friendly reminder, all games at Dot Hicks Field are free admission and every game is a green out. Marshall men's baseball begins its sizzling weekend at Jack Cook Field. Friday, March 1st, gates open at 2 p.m. with a pregame ceremony at 2.35 p.m. At 2.50 p.m., the starting honorary nine will be introduced and a first pitch will follow thrown by Rick Reed. 3.07 p.m., heard baseball intro video and starting lineup will begin, followed by the national anthem being performed by the voice contestant, Rachel Messer. A flyover followed by the official first pitch will be at 3.12 p.m. On Saturday, March 2nd, Gates again will open at 2 p.m. Fans can be in their seats for the pregame ceremony, followed by the honorary alumni who will take the field at 2.50 p.m. First pitch will be thrown by Kim Cook, followed by the heard baseball intro video of the starting lineup, which will be presented. Third Avenue Ensemble will perform the national anthem, followed by the official first pitch at 3.12 p.m. On Sunday, March 3rd, at noon, the gates will open again. At 12.35 p.m., you can be in your seats for the pregame ceremony. Honorary donors will take the field at 12.50 p.m. First pitch athletic director Christian Spears will throw out the pitch at 12.55 p.m. Heard baseball intro video and starting lineup will begin at 1.07 p.m., followed by the national anthem being performed again by 3rd Avenue Ensemble. The first pitch will be thrown at 1.12 p.m. Last but not least, in the MU Golf Arena, Marshall Women's Golf Team headed to Arizona today to compete in the 2024 GCU Invitational hosted by Grand Canyon University. The 54-hole event started on today with the first 36 holes of action. This is the team's second event of their spring season under direction of Marshall Women's Golf Coach Brooke Burkhammer, who said, quote, We hope to continue the strong start to our spring End quote. Marshall is one of 21 teams competing in the event. Competing for the herd are Abby Bull, Olivia Cocan, Casey McElveen, Emily McLatchy, and Katie Potter. That concludes the sports report. For FM88 Sports, I'm Victoria LaVon Wilburn. Thanks, Victoria. Coming up, proof copy of a Harry Potter book bought for pennies in 1997 sells for more than $13,000. Stay with us to find out more right after this on New Center 88.
but Mom May, you heard what the doctor said. I'm fine. I just got my bell rung. It's not like I blacked out. You've had headaches, dizzy spells, and you're just not yourself. That's not feeling fine. Come on, I can't miss the game. It's still serious, even if you didn't black out. It's better to miss one game than the whole season. All concussions are serious. Know the warning signs and never let your child return to play before a healthcare professional says it's okay. A message from CDC. Aww. You should worry less about that radio and concentrate on fishing. Besides, there's nothing good to listen to on the radio nowadays. Here we go again. Back in my day, music was good. It played all those good oldies that I love. Of course, they were called newies back then. But Grandpa, if we turn to 88.1 WMUL, we can listen to oldies. We can also listen to alternative, blues, jazz, hip-hop, and more. All that in one station? Then hurry up, boy, get that radio working! 88.1 WMUL, the cutting edge since 1961. Here's your cappuccino, miss. Great, thanks. Coffee with cream? Look, almost half of all new STD infections are among young people 15 to 24 years old. Yet most infections have no symptoms. The only way to know for sure is to be tested. So GYT, get yourself tested. Visit GYTnow.org to find an STD testing location near you. A message from CDC. And finally today on New Center 88, a proof copy of the first Harry Potter novel that was bought for pennies in a secondhand bookshop almost 30 years ago has sold at an auction for 11,000 pounds, which is roughly 13,900 US dollars. British auctioneers Hansen said yesterday, excuse me, that the first edition of copy of Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone, which states uncorrected proof copy on the cover, was bought in 1997 from a shop in South London with two other books for a total of 40 pence or 50 cents in U.S. The seller, who was not named, picked up the book about the famous boy wizard as a throw-in with other titles and didn't read it or pay much attention to it for years until she read online about the high prices some Potter copies achieved. And that does it for this edition of New Center 88. Tune in tomorrow at 5 for the most complete news from Marshall University and the Tri-State area. And remember to check us out on the World Wide Web at marshall.edu slash WMUL. For Waylon Smith, Nathaniel Hara, Victoria Wilburn, Payne Sisko, and for the entire New Center 88 team, I'm Julie McAndrews. And your thought of the day is, learn from yesterday, live for today, hope for tomorrow. The important thing is to not stop questioning Albert Einstein.